0: Well, hey there sweet peas, welcome to the friendless holiday extravaganza little guy episode to wrap up the year. So I'm flying out to Nova Scotia next week to spend the holidays with my family for the first time in a really long time. So my plan is to just take the rest of November off and rest and recharge and try to get a bit of a head start for 2024. There is so much I want to do with the show in the coming year, and before I can do that, I need to replenish my energy. The last couple of months, I have been all over the map emotionally, and I'm feeling like things are starting to settle down. Back in September, I had the bright idea to pre-record just a whole bunch boatload of interviews and then slowly release them over the next few months i still have literally a couple months worth in the backlog and will absolutely be getting to all of them in the new year just that for now i need a break um the weekly schedule is a lot on the old nervous system especially with everything else going on in my life so um i genuinely have no idea how other people do it like how people maintain week in week out year in year out these these routines it's baffling to me it feels <laughs> very unhealthy <laughs> but before i take my leave for 2023 i thought i'd do a little wrap-up retrospective as well as um, answer a couple of questions that listeners have asked over the last couple of weeks so 2023 it was a uh, banner year for mental health and unhealth Probably the biggest thing to come out of the year is that I am right now just over two months sober after spending much of the summer and fall drunk and or high. Um, I was on a really bad downward spiral and was in need of a major change. Every day that I have spent sober since then, I say a little thank you to the friend who pulled me aside at Thanksgiving and told me that they were worried about me. The irony, of course, being that when they said this, we were both just gooned out of our minds and having it called out that it was only me who had a problem feels a little bit not totally true but all that aside i genuinely cannot thank them enough for um the courage that it took to say something it's really scary to confront a friend or someone who you love it takes a really special kind of courage a special kind of love to see someone who is clearly in pain and to offer them what amounts to essentially a moment of clarity. The thing is, as I've learned, and as I, you know, continually reiterate to others is that you can't save someone who can't save themselves. You know, this friend, they didn't offer me a plan. They didn't force me into anything. They just gave me the truth and then they let me take control of myself and you know i know that that doesn't work for everyone but it did work for me and i am grateful every day for that opportunity it's something i've really been sitting with a lot recently is you know this reconciliation of the fact that um you can't change other people you can only change yourself and if people fall away from you as you change that's fine. It doesn't mean either of you are bad people. It just means you are you don't click right now. If, and if you change and they come along with you, I feel like that only strengthens those bonds and really reinforces that you have found the people who need to be in your life at that time. And 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 realizing that it is okay to release connections that you don't have to hold on forever. You can let things go, and neither of you are gonna die. It can be sad, and sadness is a really beautiful. Um, it's a really beautiful emotion. I guess is the word I was searching for. You know, um, it's not something to fear. Um, sadness teaches us that um, we had something truly genuine and even though it's gone it doesn't mean those memories don't exist anymore i've been um doing some really deep exploration on myself on how i show up in the world what my blind spots are where i've hurt others i've fucked up a lot um this year was probably some of my biggest fumbles in a lot of respects um in the earliest stages of my sobriety, I was an absolute mess. I collapsed. It, it felt like nothing was going to work out. I was alone. And anywhere I turned, all I could do was just make things worse. You know, I alienated friends. I, I lost connections on a seemingly daily basis. I, I became really, you know, like they say in The Simpsons, I became isolated and weird. <laughs> but I kept living. And that was the key, is that I just kept going. I didn't let it defeat me. I didn't fall back. I kept moving. And that in the end saved me. And I know two months, you know, I feel incredibly proud of that. And I also know that I'm going to be alive for a lot longer than two months. So um, in the grand scheme of things, it may end up being a drop of the bucket. But as I always teach uh, my students uh, at work, you know, Anything you want to celebrate is worth celebrating. And even though I'm not where I want to be eventually, I know that I have the time to get there in the time that it'll take. So I'm really proud of the journey I have um, accomplished so far. And I'm really excited for the next stages of that continuing adventure. You know, um, kind of doubling back to this idea of saving people like I, I've been loving my sobriety to the point where I just want to, like, scream it from my balcony and just beg everyone that I love to come along with me. I, I see some of the people in my life who I love and I-, I care so much for, and I see them struggle with their own relationship with, you know, substances and alcohol. And it breaks my heart. And the sadness and the reality is that I can't save them. I can't make someone want to get sober. I'm on my journey and everyone else is on theirs. And there's been moments where, you know, I've wanted to kind of like pull people in my life along with me. And I've realized that that just isn't possible. I'm here if they need me. And I also recognize that I can only help myself at the end of the day. It's a really strange and difficult reality to reconcile. We all need help and we all also need to do it on our own. It's this really tough cycle that I, I by no means have mastered. I mean, I'm barely even on the path, but I am walking it and it fucking rules. And while I can't change other people and I can't make them want something, what I can reiterate here is say that I am here and I would love to help anyone who's, you know, starting their own journey. Beyond that, um, I find myself being hesitant to go much further into details about other parts of my year. Um, you know, if I've learned anything from having a couple TikToks go semi viral or whatever it is you call it anymore these days, I have no idea. Um, Nuance doesn't exist online. You can make any statement you want, and no matter how many angles you consider, no matter how measured you think you're being, Someone's going to find a way to pick it apart and make sure that you know that you are a monster. <laughs> and that's OK, because, you know, one thing that I was unpacking with my therapist the other day is this idea of um, internalized truth and internalized reality is always going to be subjective. Um, no two people are ever going to experience anything the same way. And so um, the ideas of intent and impact, it, it it's a it's a tightrope walk. You know, um, you can know what you meant. And and if you know in your heart that harm and maliciousness was not intended and someone else chooses to be impacted by it, while you bear a form of responsibility to that, you also can't live your entire life hypervigilant to the needs of others. You still have to express your personal truth. And if that doesn't gel with someone else's reality and if that doesn't gel with someone else's perspective you know, it's it's on them to engage in the conversation. If there's something that they don't agree with, they are welcome to discuss it or they are welcome to move on. I think it's Ramdas who says, do you want to be right or do you want to be righteous? And I lately have been trying really hard to embody that and to really reflect on that idea that, um, you know, I can know what is right for me. And that is... Um. actually that has to be like um, an irrevocable truth because I have to love myself fiercely in order to protect myself from the world. And if that doesn't gel with someone else, it's not my job to change them. It's my job to embody my truth. And if someone agrees with that, come on in. If someone doesn't agree with it, but wants to discuss, come on in. And if somebody wants to just see it and judge and, and you know do what they're going to do, I can't do anything about that. That that bed was made before I ever walked into the bedroom, <laughs> you know? So I have to just be strong enough to leave it there. I, I guess another way of putting it is like, let people be wrong. It's fine. Nothing's, you know, quantifiably true. And that's what's really exciting about life is, is finding the nuance and finding where the pieces don't fit and finding out where you can kind of gel and meld with each other's kind of broken jagged parts i guess all this to say some wild shit happened in 2023 and i'm very excited to put the vast majority of this godforsaken year in my rearview mirror but how about we leave all that philosophizing philosophizing is that a word i don't know how about we leave all that rumination to the side and shift into a little bit more fun mode um I did a quick little recap of um, all the books and movies and music and all the stuff that uh, that I engaged with over the year. I love to I I write down every book I read. I write down every movie, every TV show, not every song, because that would be wild. But I um, made a little bit of like a chart of everything I engaged with over the year. And um, I wanted to kind of list out um, some of my tops, my tops from each category. So in 2023, I read 72 books, I watched 113 movies and TV seasons combined, and then listened to some ungodly number of hours of music and podcasts. Um, One little caveat of my top threes is that um, some of these choices weren't published or like released in 2023, they were just when I finally got around to them. Um, A lot of them are, but not all of them. So just, you know, keep that, take that as a grain of salt uh my top three favorite books of the year are um marigold and rose by louise i think it's gluck um she passed away this year and it was actually the first time i ever heard of her and she's an unbelievable writer i absolutely loved this book it was beautiful beautiful sort of about um the the, the, the first year of these twins lives from their perspective and it's just gorgeous um I also really loved Heat 2 by Michael Mann. Um, Heat is one of my all-time favorite movies, and the director wrote a novel sequel to it that continues the story and also does backstory, and it was incredible it was so good um and my top my other top one was uh the debutante by uh john ronson um this is maybe a little bit of a cheat because it was like an audible thing but i think it was a book i don't know um just a really fascinating deep dive into the sort of like background players of the um oklahoma city bombing and um how the ties to these these networks of white supremacy um, continue to affect elements of society to this day. And it's uh, it's very, very spooky. Uh, a very special mention goes out to Batman 89. Um, it was my favorite comic of the year. Um, it absolutely ruled. I, I love uh, th- this thing DC's done recently where they've been doing these, like, continuations of uh Batman movies and TV shows um as i've said on the show before Batman 66 is my personal favorite Batman Adam West will always be my Batman and um that comic Uh, is absolutely incredible. At times, some issues are even better than anything the show ever produced. And they did uh, a similar thing with the Michael Keaton Batman. So they wrote a comic series about what happened to that Batman after Batman Returns. And um, they wrap up some stories that would have happened if Tim Burton had done a third Batman. You know, they bring Robin in, Billy Dee Williams gets to be Two-Face, all kinds of stuff. And it's just a ton of fun. And um, I just, yeah, I absolutely loved it. Uh, my top three movies of the year were, uh, number one was No One Will Save You. Uh, my friend Kyle just like out of the blue texted me and said, you have to watch this. Don't don't Google it. Don't look into it. Don't know what you're going into. Um, just watch it. And um, I asked, is it gross? And he said no. And then there was some gross stuff. So thank you, Kyle. But um, I... Fucking loved it. I, I don't want to talk any more about it. It was just... It was tense. It was um, amazing. Um, and I absolutely loved it. No one will save you. I think that might have been my favorite movie of the year. But, um, but, you know, it's debatable. I don't like to do, like, this is my number one or two. These are just, like, my tops, you know, in no particular order. But, uh, but yeah, check that one out. I also... I really loved Good Luck to You, Leo Grand. Um, a really, really sweet movie about intimacy and... um. Ooh, I get, like, actually a little emotional even thinking about it because it was a really, really beautiful movie. And when I watched it, it was a really, really special night, and um I just, I adored that movie. um And my third is actually the latest Scream, uh, Scream 6, R.I.P. to that series because the producers just fucked it up recently um they were on a really good trajectory i thought the latest one was one of the best ones yet you know i think i've talked about this before in the in the past on the show scream is my favorite horror series um the worst scream is still better than most of the good stuff out there in my opinion and uh i thought the new one absolutely ruled and uh i'm pretty sad to see that uh the series is probably gonna either just die or take a really really terrible turn so um Oh and a special mention was getting to see Romeo plus Juliet in the theaters. Um, when it originally came out in the 90s I only saw it on like VHS and then you know a DVD and uh, we got to go see it in the theaters this year and it was incredible so bombastic and big and loud and just like really really um, ratcheted up the intensity of that movie and I I loved it. Uh, my favorite podcast of the year, really loved The Ancients because I'm a h- ancient history nerd. Um, Therapists in the Wild is likely uh, one of the most, like, influential and helpful podcasts i might have ever listened to let alone um am currently uh it's two therapists who are working their way week by week through the dbt skills program and it's changed my life i could not recommend it more and then of course the dream i absolutely loved that show uh the third season was you know just just got better uh from the last two and um, I just love what they do with that show. I thought it was brilliant. Uh, a very special mention also goes out to Love Janessa, which is an incredible deep dive into the world of um, like catfishing. And there's this um, there's this character on the internet who's she's essentially the most used photo um, for catfishers around the world. And these reporters go and try to find the real person, and it's unfucking believable. And uh, last but not least, TV shows. Um, number one. Ted Lasso. I, I I hadn't watched it. And then the last season was coming out and my partner at the time recommended I watch it. And I literally, I did not watch a single episode without bursting into tears at some point. Uh, it was just, it was such a cathartic experience for me. I loved it. The finale was one of the best wrap ups I've ever seen in a show. I just, I cannot recommend that show enough um ted lasso number one no question uh funny enough my, my other one is shrinking which is actually created by one of the guys who wrote and acted in ted lasso um absolutely loved the first season it was a ton of fun Um, and last but not least was, um, the, 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 the game show, um, actually has come to just dominate my life in recent weeks. And, um, it's on the dropout app and, um, I've watched like six seasons of it. It's basically a show where the, the, the host gives a series of incorrect statements about, uh, nerd culture and contestants have to answer, uh, like Jeopardy, they, they have to an, uh, start their answer with, um, actually, and then correct what the statement is. And it's just magic. I absolutely love it, and I cannot stop watching it. But those are kind of just, that's really just scratching the surface of the stuff that I engaged with. Um, I have ideas and sort of a plan to do something that I haven't done in a couple of years, which is to write, like, a full breakdown of everything I read and watched and maybe some reviews and stuff like that. But I don't want to make any promises because that feels like a lot of work. So we'll see who knows. Uh other than that, yeah, take all those recommendations, run with them and um and and let me know if you like any of it. And now last but not least, the big section of the show, the thing you've all been waiting for, questions and answers holiday edition. I um I asked listeners to send in some holiday themed questions and y'all did not disappoint. Thank you so much for these questions. And um before we dive in, you know, if you have any questions, please don't forget you can always message me on Instagram or TikTok at friendlesspod or email me at friendlesspod at gmail.com. Um, but without further ado, for, further further without further ado, <laughs> uh, here is your first question. Um, what is the best gift you ever gave a friend? I wish so badly I had a better memory for this kind of stuff. Um, The only gift that's coming to mind is like in elementary school when I bought my friend at the time, like a squishy Kenny from South Park doll, and like drove it over to his house and he was so excited. Um, I will be the first to admit that I am dog shit when it comes to giving gifts. Um I overthink it, I get too anxious and then I usually just like don't do it because it's just like oh, I'll I'll do it wrong, so I better not do it. Um which obviously causes a whole other level of hurt. Um as an adult I mostly gave alcohol, which in my current state I feel not great about. <laughs> um but yeah, it's it's hard for me to remember gifts that I've given. Um, which makes me think I probably haven't done a very good job. Um, But if you have ever received a gift from me, let me know. Was it good? Did I do a good job? I can't remember. Please validate me. Uh, Next question is, what is your favorite friendship-related Christmas memory from childhood? Um, This is another one that's like kind of vague. Um, I... Every every Christmas we would always go down to in Calgary. There's a place called Bonus Park, which um, I don't know if it's even open anymore. I remember a couple of years ago it got like really messed up because of floods and stuff. But when I was a kid, they would like the, the 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 pond would freeze and everyone would go down and skate, and we'd always do that, especially on like Christmas Eve and stuff like that. And I do remember, um, you know, it wouldn't be just the family. Like we'd have friends who would do it. I had a I, we had family friends and stuff like that. Um, I also remember um, in high school going. Uh, like, midnight tobog- tobogganing with um, my, my girlfriend at the time. And that was really magic. I still think very, very fondly of that, that you know, those nights when we would do that. Um, there's, like, not many things more fun than sneaking out of the house at midnight and going tobogganing and then kissing, you know? <laughs> that's always, always going to be a good memory. This next question is a really fun one. Um, So they ask, how do you decide which friends receive holiday gifts? Who receives a card? And who simply gets holiday wishes? And then they kind of followed up with saying, you know, it's stressful for me to figure out each year. It's like the levels of friendship and closeness come into play. And I couldn't agree more. That's actually one of the elements of my own anxiety about like... Basically, I usually make a pretty hard line, like, I just don't get anyone gifts unless, like, maybe it's a, you know, a Secret Santa thing or or if we've talked about it or something like that. I'll usually just kind of carte blanche not buy anyone anything. Um, And, you know, I can justify it by being like, you know, for the comrades, don't buy. But it's more just my anxiety stops me from being sure if i'm like overstepping or understepping or if i'm getting the right thing i'm always second guessing myself um i got a friend a gift uh just just recently uh they gave me this incredible gift of taking me to this like um cold dip spa and i got them a book because i was like i don't know uh i don't know um but yeah deciding for me my usual go-to is just not buying gifts which isn't necessarily good advice i think it's more like communication i think that's one of those things that you can like ask you know if if you if you find something let's say you find something just out in the wild and you're like oh my friend would love this i think why not just buy it you know who doesn't love getting a gift i think that's beautiful um but if it's causing anxiety for you i think it's better to communicate with like is this an expectation is this something you'd want is it going to put pressure on you if i buy you a gift those kinds of things um you know it always boils down to communication that's gonna that's gonna help everybody so just ask and um try your best to not stress out about being nice to people right (laughs) um there was actually another question that was similar to this and they asked who are family members who must get gifts uh, and ones that you can kind of deliberately skip, like, you know, mom, dad, nieces, nephews, in-laws. Um, and again, you know, I haven't really traditionally spent a lot of Christmases with family. Um, so I've often gotten a free pass, uh, you know, I'll either be with friends or, or something like that or, or people who I don't know. And so, you know, I'm not expected to get gifts, but, um, I think at times, I think my rule of thumb would be like core family, you know, uh, parents siblings that's about it um back in the day i don't think i ever got like uncle's presents anything like that um nowadays like you know in terms of going out for instance like this year i'm finally gonna spend christmas with with my family and you know i'm getting presents for my niece and nephew because they're kids and uh for everyone else my presence is my present so um that's that's kind of what that's got to be this year um Yeah. Again, it's such a hard because it's like family dynamics are tricky. Right. And so my personal rule of thumb is core family. And even then, like we're adults and I'm broke. So get over it. But at the same time, too, if I can find something um, and if it reminds me of that person, absolutely. I'm going to you know, I I, as bad as I am at giving gifts, I also really do love giving gifts. Um, So it's that funny, you know, internal there's two wolves in me both of them have anxiety they're both terrified of everything but one of them loves giving gifts (laughs) uh let's see two more questions one uh, let's see this next question is what is your favorite cheesy holiday tradition and what is your least favorite holiday tradition um so my favorite is um you know and again i haven't done this in a long time but when i was a kid every christmas eve without fail my dad would put on uh national lampoon's Christmas vacation and I I just I love that movie and will always just revere it it's it's one of my favorite Christmas movies um actually I'm just realizing I have not watched a Christmas movie yet this year and I need to play some catch-up because yeah, I got to get in the mood here. Um, but, yeah, my one of my favorite traditions would be watching, watching uh, Christmas vacation on Christmas Eve. I also, you know, as I mentioned before, I love uh, going skating, frozen ponds, going out. It's all nippy cold, and you're all bundled up, and you just kind of sh- 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 skate around. Love all that stuff. Um, tobogganing, those kinds of things. Um, all of the things that, like, I just don't have the energy for anymore. You know, I just wish I had the energy of an eight-year-old again, but... Uh, Life happened, right? In terms of least favorite, um, you know, I, I don't really, like, I, I think my least favorite part of the holidays is just the pressure. It's not, you know, the, the it's just the tradition of feeling you know these mounting expectations that don't necessarily feel surmountable um and so i think it's it's yeah it's just the pressure of the holiday i i really love i love holidays i love christmas i love halloween i love these time periods where you get to you get to be together and you get to celebrate and you get to show love openly which is something that i you know wish we could do more year-round but these are the times we allot it and and so i think um releasing that stress is is really the part of it that that i wish i could be better at and i wish more more people could uh allow themselves to do as well i guess um and then there's one more question and it's not holiday related but i found it really fascinating um someone on tiktok asked what can you learn without outside influence and i think this is an incredible question and the more i sit with it the more i realize i don't think you can i don't think you can do anything without outside influence there's no such thing as existing in a vacuum and so i think um when you're learning the the goal isn't to not be influenced the goal is to find sources and to come to your own conclusions right and and to like and to not just take one source and say that's the truth but to like consider variables and consider nuance and come up with your own conclusions about that um you know i saw a thing recently that was saying you know only the fool allows someone else to tell them who their enemy is and i think that that is sort of an element to this where it's like if you are deciding things based on what someone else has told you to feel then you're not learning right um you're just you're just kind of regurgitating and but but also on the on the flip side i yeah i don't think it's possible to learn without outside influence because i think that's what learning is is being influenced by outside stimuli and then internalizing it and figuring it out kind of for yourself right um but yeah i i i feel like that question could go on for hours because i think it's an incredible thought experiment and that's just a scratching the surface um thought but uh, but thank you so much for for asking that because i think it's uh, it's a really really um powerful exploration but that's it that's all i had planned thank you so much for listening through this is an absolute blast i love these little guy episodes they're a ton of fun for me i hope they're just as much fun for you um but with that happy happy holidays Happy new year I can't wait to get to all the interviews that that uh, that I have on the backlog um keep an eye out for on the feed I will update as I can um, I'll be back you know early January um, and um, yeah I just uh, I'm really excited to take a little break do a little recharge and come back in 2024 just ready to rock in the meantime if you can't get enough a friend list be sure to sign up for the Substack. stack uh, it's a weekly update of uh, currently it's 10 things I'm proud of for the week as well as recommendations for you know books movies music to check out there's an ongoing playlist for every month it's tons of fun it's free um, and um, I just I'm so proud of it and I have so much fun writing it and I really hope you check it out all the links to that are in the show notes along with I'm going to include all the information to all all the uh, media that I recommended in the episode. So if something peaked your eye, uh, peaked your ear, I don't know what the saying is, uh, check it out in all the show notes. Um, But yeah, that's it. So uh, one more time, I hope to catch you back here in the new year, but I'm not going to worry about that yet. And neither should you because 2024 is then and this is now. So for now, I'll just say I love you one more time and I wish you well. Fun and safety, sweeties.